Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode and edition of the Mojo Market Report. Coming to you live from Shop Studios here on a Monday morning. It is Monday. April the 17th, 2023, and of course, as always, Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci over there at the other side of the room for another loaded, loaded episode. Big weekend just passed. Um, obviously, the NBA playoffs, we'll get into all that. Some NFL juicy nuggets coming out of nowhere as we are now less than two weeks away from the NFL draft, which again, you're going to get Mock Draft City coming up uh, on this show in particular, and obviously all over the place. Every website that you go to, you'll find Mock Draft's uh, out the wazoo. So um, anyway, over the weekend, did you by any chance get to see the PGA final yesterday? <laughs> I always ask him questions I know I know the answer to. Great, great, great performance out of Jordan Spieth, just not enough. So if you're a golf guy, uh, get out there. And I was told by my... Uh, my stepdad that uh, Mojo should ask, add NASCAR, and I thought he texted the wrong person. Like I don't ever text him, and he texted me. He's like, you know, Chase Elliott's back on Sunday, and I was like, oh yeah, you got the wrong guy. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know who you're talking to. But uh, according to there, there is a need and a want uh, for Mojo to add NASCAR. Would you be interested? Vroom. Would you be interested? No. No? Would I be interested for the for the sake of the business? Of course, I'd be interested, <laughs> but I'm not going to invest. Not in a NASCAR, NASCAR guy. No, no, no. I no. used to go to the uh, the dirt tracks a long time ago. Um, that was fun, like the little, the, like the funny cars. It's yeah, like, like when you're a kid. Yeah, but I'm, I was I'm like not, 15. Not here to knock NASCAR. Obviously, there's it's one of the most popular sports in the world. Bases. I mean, no, it's not. It, it is the world. I mean, not the world. Maybe the United States. Maybe in like the in south. The south. <laughs> it's like, what are we talking about? There's some there's some NASCAR fans around here for sure. But oh yeah, you could say that the uh, Formula 500 that. Is some intense stuff. See, I they, can't watch that. Like, I don't know. I just I feel like the, those cars are not even like real to yeah, me. Yeah, but they're actually driving through like the streets. It's a much different thing that they do in Europe. It's oh, very, oh I'm thinking very, like I'm thinking like, the those little, dudes are world famous. Those guys are hitting the, those. Uh, wasn't there a Netflix documentary on some of that called like Formula sure, One or sure. something? Yeah, absolutely <laughs> sure was. There was. Um, anyway, so that <laughs> some of the biggest stars in the world. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Um, anyway, NBA, vroom, ladies and vroom, gentlemen. Vroom. <laughs> vroom, vroom. Let's kick off the NBA coverage with Friday, uh, Saturday night's action. Actually, Friday night, technically, because we had to have two more winners enter the tournament. And what we saw was Carl Anthony Towns and co. The Minnesota Timberwolves get into the playoffs. We'll get into their disaster of a game one uh, in just a little bit. But, of course, the Miami Heat, not only did they beat Chicago, but boy, oh boy, they have themselves a weekend as well. We'll start in Brooklyn, though, because that was the first game on the docket on Saturday. The Brooklyn Nets get absolutely throttled uh, by the, uh, the 76ers. Great game out of everybody that needed to have the great game. You know, the Embiid's and the Hardens of the world, they led the way. Just based off watching one game, I know it's only one game and you got to win four, and like, you know, it is what it is. But did the Nets have a prayer? They really They didn't don't, have right? a prayer going into the game. If they would have won the game, by 25, they'd still have no prayer in this series. That would have been an anomaly, an outlier. You, Whatever you want to say about it, the series is over. I hate to say it, Brooklyn Like fans. I said, Bridges <clears throat> Bridges has been a, a fantastic addition for the Brooklyn Nets throughout the course of the year when, the, you know, when, when that acquisition was made. But, again, he's had himself plenty of good days. But a guy like that in a star-driven league, when you got to go, you know, face to face with guys like Joel Embiid uh, and James Harden, it's just it's a recipe for disaster. And the Brooklyn Nets are now down one nil. So outside of that, 
came the Boston Celtics, who uh, went out there and took care of business against the Hawks. Again, the Hawks were that last seven seed to get in, and they won their playing game. They get out there, do their thing. Uh, Murray has himself a great game. Uh, Boston, again, they're a powerhouse in the East. You're looking at them across the way. You're looking at a team like the 76ers that we just talked about. Boston was hovering in that area uh, as far as being one of the better teams in the East. Um, again, one game, small sample size. Do I think Atlanta could pick one off? I do. Um, but overall, just a great game by the Celtics in game yeah, one. Yeah, the Celtics are the real deal. The Sixers are the real deal. Now we can move on to the other Eastern Conference game, which we talked a little bit about. You want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. Oh, I'm not talking about that. I don't want to talk about them. I mean, let's talk about the New York basketball Knicks. I mean, look, I said they go out there and they win the series. Now, look, one game. Can't get nuts about it. But they played a very well-rounded, sound basketball game. And you didn't give them much of a chance. The only chance you did give them is if Randall was in the game and it was announced about two hours prior to tip-off that Randall was going to give it a go. He, all right, I guess I'm more of an old-school basketball fan where I'm, I'm more of a, you know, control the tempo, don't be too reckless, set up the good shot, put the bucket in, right? When Randall has the ball in his hands, bro, it's very, like, it's troubling. He's very just reckless with it. I don't know. I, I feel like you can't, first of all, never again should he bring the ball up. You know, he just seems like not that guy. Yeah, now. he's a power forward. Right. I mean, even power forward. You say power. I say power forward. I don't even think they exist anymore. Nah, just, it's just like a four. It's a four, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, But, again, Brunson, great game. The minutes he's put in, this guy has been an absolute uh, godsend to the New York Knicks. We have never had this kind of point guard play in, I can't tell you, I don't know if it's even the 94 Knicks, when you look way back to their most successful team that they've had since the 70s, you look back at that team, and it's like guys just roll play. Hubert Davis and John Starks and, you know. Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward. Well, that was even later. But, like, I'm looking at those teams. I'm like, well, yeah, point guard play was good, but it's nothing like we've been seeing out of Brunson. Brunson has absolutely delivered on everything that we've needed. There was one tweet that I read last night. I found it kind of funny because, look, we all know Luka to be one of the better players in the NBA. But do you think there's any smidge of a possible – Luca held a guy like Brunson back in Dallas because of the star power, because of the the demand for the ball at all times. Like Brunson is now showing his skill set because he's not required to dish it off to Luca. I, w- I wouldn't say that because Luca also had a ton of assists. He's a point guard himself. He's a bigger point guard, but he's a point guard himself. Um, for that reason, I can't maybe the maybe him a point guard. I mean, <laughs> I know he is, but it's like, good lord, it's like it's he like definitely is two hundred thirty pound point but, guard. Um, it might not have been Luca holding him back so much as that Luke is the same position as him and he's clearly a better player. So yeah, they're on the court at the same time. Of course, but at the same time, if they're the same position, yeah, the answer would be Luca's holding him back, but not because Luca isn't a good fit to work to work with or play. He's not holding Kyrie back. They're not winning games, but he wasn't holding Kyrie back statistically. And Brunson did a lot of work in the playoffs. So when it came time to rise to the occasion, he did just that. Yes, he did. Um so there's a, a case to be made for it, but there's also a case to be made for the fact that sometimes guys just come into their own and he became who he is now because of, you know, all the years that he's put in. I Jaylen, wouldn't say that he's being held back. Jalen Bruns him. But but I'll tell you <laughs> what, these guys, after a little bit, you get anointed, and after your first contract runs out and then you're working on your second one or whatever it might be, wherever Luke is at this stage of his career, wherever John Morant's at this stage of his career, if you don't start turning the corner – you start to get critiqued. Yeah. It, it, are you worth playing with? Is he, it, you know, all these things start to come out. Now there's some data. There's some early playoff exits. There's things like that where the fans point fingers. It's not easy in the NBA. That NBA Twitter is 
is insanity. It is. They really NBA Twitter, NBA Instagram, NBA YouTube, NBA everything. Um, it is just, uh, again, for whatever reason, and this is something we've discussed way back when. I don't remember when the conversation was happening, but like the NFL is obviously the juggernaut that is. The NFL owns days of the week. Like You're just always talking NFL. But I think the most traction on social media is the NBA. Like It's just the most judgmental group of people you've ever seen in your life. And it's also because it's a star-driven league more so than anything. So a lot of people, they just cling on to players more so than teams. So you could have allegiances and then ex- Well, I mean... It's not a fault. I feel like I'm... I feel like I'm in the majority in terms of how most basketball fans watch it nowadays. Like, even teams, even people that have a favorite team, they're watching the NBA. If you're I mean, an NBA I, I, fan... I guess for, for me, in this show in particular, I've watched more NBA outside the Knicks than I've ever watched in, in, in since the early 90s. So yeah, it's I mean, like, it's tough, it's tough it to is watch a like league, games man. 1 through 40 for me on a Tuesday night, unless I'm gambling, which... You know, if you're on the mojo market, you all, can we're all, do that. We're all, we're all playing around here or there. But um, yeah, just now basketball is is lit. Yes, it's it's on fire right now. And we ended Saturday night with a upset special, not particularly because Sacramento was in fact favored in this game. 126, 123. Curry drops 30, not enough. Uh De'Aaron Fox, 38 points. My man balled out. The Kings. Like I said this about the West. I said the bottom teams could shock the top teams. And the Kings, I didn't want I don't want to say like they don't belong. It just didn't – when you look at a bracket and you see the Sacramento Kings sitting there, you know, I was with my buddy the other night watching the Knicks, and then when the Knicks game was over, we started to watch the beginning of the of the Kings game. And I said, man, you look at this Kings – like just the team itself, and, and you think of guys like Mitch Richmond and Bibby and guys that like – Weber, Vladi Dottie. Bro, they used Brad to Miller, be a, a, desti- a destination, Love right? Team. Yeah, dude. So, I think – what's this guy – Mitch Richmond was on the cover of like NBA Live '97. Yeah. So like you know, Mitch what I mean? Richmond. Like, I don't know that he was on the same team as like the Webbers, but that was still the the Kings were <laughs> such a good fun. A lot of fun to watch. to watch. And but now you're looking at it like a couple years back, they're like, are, are Sacramento going to make it? Like as a franchise, we don't know. And now they're out there winning Game One and 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 taking this one in a big big way. I mean, I know it's only a three point win, obviously, and it was just down to the wire, but. What I will say is that's a statement, statement win. It shows that you can run with the guys like the Currys of the world and the, the Golden State Warriors who are seasoned in the playoffs right now. Yeah, I you feel know what like I mean? the Kings were confident going into this one. They knew they could, but now the rest of the world sees that they're they're a threat. In I mean, fact. I I did pick the Kings, and I you think did. this game is gonna this series will go seven games. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Um, all right, so the Los Angeles Lakers, who I said. You know, has a really, really good chance to make some noise, even at the the uh, the seventh seed. They did just that. One twenty eight, one twelve, big, big victory over John ja Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, John ja Morant's banged up. X rays are negative. It looks like he'll probably be okay for the rest of the go. And I, I didn't even mention this. That's because we didn't talk about the Bucks yet. <laughs> I was just hey, I was looking at the East and the West and who got injured. Um, but a lot of injuries yesterday, actually, which wasn't very uh, a good sign for any of these playoff teams. But John Morant looks to be it's okay. A great sign for the other ones, though. What? Yeah. No, that's the thing, dude. When you look at this. I wouldn't it, say John Morant's okay. The, the, the thing that I read was that he was in such pain that he couldn't even. Well, like, I'm all, all socks, I'm saying is. Took his socks out of his locker and they were like, you know, you know, like you fold your socks up. He couldn't undo it. After the game, so if he's well, not X-rays able to, un- are negative, if but he's not able to undo his that socks, doesn't mean tendons aren't ripped yeah, around. So we'll, I guess, we'll find out about that. But 
they had themselves a, a decent performance. John ja Morant goes for 18 to get banged up on this one. Um, and then you're looking across the way, and Austin Reeves, man, like what a game out of him. He he was – you talk about a cheerleader on the court. He was very pumped up for this game, and you got to give it up for the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron Obviously, knew that he was going to be a really good player the first time you ever saw him practice. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, according to LeBron James. You know uh, the memes? Yes. LeBron it went for 21 points, and, of course, like I said, the Lakers uh, get that one. Upset special right here. Okay, we talked about the Heat getting a win on Friday night just to get into the postseason as the eighth seed. They got to go against the juggernaut known as the Milwaukee Bucks. What do they do? They steal game one. That's what you got to do in this in the NBA in the postseason in any sport when there's a series. If you take that one game and you take you steal that one on the road, it's a whole different ball game, man. And they do that uh, handedly. 130-117 in this game, Giannis goes down with a back injury. So now we have to monitor that. You have to figure out if he what's his availability for game two. Because I tell you right now, man, if you let a guy like Jimmy Butler do what he did yesterday and take over games, he could take this entire series by storm, and you're gonna just the Bucks who cruised through the for the Eastern Conference the entire season. All of a sudden, sees themselves okay. Now we got to win four out of six. That's that's. I still that's feel like the Bucks are gonna do it, but it is a tough start if Giannis is actually really nicked up. But Tyler Howard also broke his hands. So he he's did. out for the remainder. I wouldn't say the remainder of the postseason unless they make it to the finals. Think about out. that. You broke your hand. You're a basketball four player, and there weeks. might be a shot. You're back. It's like. That's crazy recovery to me. It's I mean, so fast. If you have a, a small break or a fracture in your hand and it takes four weeks and you're there in five, still alive, then you could start kicking around the idea of making You know, NBA play. Finals doesn't end until June, mid-June. I think, it's so, yeah. idea. I think it's the end of August or something. Yeah, right? It seems like that. And then they go right back in the training camp, right back on the court. Uh, but, yeah, so the Heat, again, big upset win over the Bucks. That's huge for them. Um, the interesting one yesterday was obviously the Suns, who have been playing very, very well since the acquisition of Kevin Durant. Then he went down, right? But then he gets back, and it's like, oh, here we go again. We're back on this. You're, you know, everybody's on the Suns, Suns, Suns. 115-110, the Clippers steal game one in Phoenix. Now, look, this was incredible because when you're looking at a guy like Russ Westbrook and the story of this dude's career, the story has been that he's just – he was here – and then the fall from grace, and then everything, just the, the whole, the, the floor falls out. Nobody likes Russ anymore. Trade him 17 times, all this. He finds himself a role here. <laughs> he doesn't have that great of a game yesterday, right? He does not have that great of a game. The guy shoots three for 19 from the court. Not your ideal situation for a playoff game, but then makes the biggest play of the playoffs, or biggest play of the game at least. His rejection, yeah. and not only that, rejection, and then in the air, spikes it off a of butler, and all of a sudden, the, the game's over, essentially, right? I mean, it's just – I can't say enough about Russ. You got to love it. You love to see something Russ is like one this. of my favorite players in the league. Uh, vintage Russ going three for 19, still chucking him up after missing 15 shots. You got, you have a lot of nerve shooting four more times, Russ. <laughs> right, <laughs> but seriously. Um, yeah, you know, he puts effort in on both sides, and he he – did his part, I guess you could say, because they got the dub, and that was the play of the of the first round so far. I'd say. Oh, absolutely, huge play. Um, the biggest blowout of them all. Again, the Timberwolves feeling their high, feeling themselves. They get into Denver. They think, okay, we got this, and they lost by twenty nine points. They got smoked by the Denver Nuggets. Uh, the Nuggets had himself a game. Joker, ready for this? Not not a big on the points, but. Like, it's almost guaranteed. It's like 13, he had 13 14. <laughs> like, the dude is just everywhere. There's, that's why he's an MVP candidate. Uh, Jamal Murray goes for t- uh, 20, and Denver Nuggets take care of business. So, obviously, this week, uh, the schedule is as followed. I believe the game twos aren't until 
I'm wrong. There's game twos tonight. Brooklyn and, and uh, Philadelphia, Golden State and Sacramento. Game twos are going down tonight. We'll talk about them tomorrow. And, of course, uh, a bunch more game twos on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. This is how they spread the entire week out. It's insane. Uh, but there are, there are games to be had tonight. And so if you're on the Mojo Market and you're on the app, get yourself on the app. Check out the liquid props later on in the afternoon. They have them all laid out for you, who you want, who you like. I mean, to me, when you look at that Boston, uh, I mean that Brooklyn Philadelphia series, whatever the whatever the number is set for Embiid, just just go over, just just go over that number. You'll make some money there because it's just ridiculous. They did run a special over the weekend. They brought Brunson's point line down to 15 points, and I, I know he didn't have like you know he didn't go for 40 or anything like that, but you made money every time he made a bucket at the end of the day. So you were just you were feeling that one. Um, so yeah, so that is the NBA slot and slate going down tonight. Now. Um, let's see here. We got the NFL. There is some news to go over before we get out of here because there is stuff happening right before the draft. Draft season is upon us. Um, it's in less than two weeks. We'll start diving deeper into that as the week goes on. But there is some news about some running backs, once again, that might be on the chopping block, literally. Um, one being one Dalvin Cook. Now, we talked about it. We said it and pretty much guaranteed it on the show that he was going to get traded. Dalvin Cook was going to be traded before the season started. Now, what it seems to me, and you'll probably shed some light on this, seems to me that nobody wants to ante up. So well, if that's I mean, the case, what do we do? Got to cut when, it. When you have running backs that are available, that are available, there's some good ones out there still. And I don't know how great, but there's some definitely serviceable running backs out there. The Kareem Hunts. I mean, you could even say Zeke. There's some guys out even there that— say Zeke. Well, Come on. I mean— <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, <laughs> put some respect in that man's name. But when we're talking about the guys that are potentially about to hit the market, because there is no trade suitors for the Dalvin Cooks, there's no trade suitors for the Derrick Henrys of the world. I don't think he's a cut candidate, but there's no trade suitors for the Austin Ecklers of the world. And these guys were given permission outside of Derrick Henry to seek trade partners. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Dalvin Cook was, but I remember last week when the Vikings brought in Dalvin Cook for an evaluation, I said, you know what this is about? They're literally just checking him out to see if they're able to move him. And teams are probably asking about his shoulder, and they're like, well, we don't really know. He hasn't been here, so we got to check him out. They bring him in to check him out. All, all systems are go. They release this good report, and they probably called teams again, and they were like, yeah, we still don't care. Um, <laughs> you're going to have to cut him because we know he's for free, basically. Yeah. Um, that rough, happens. Man. I said this last week when the Vikings are in peril with the salary cap situation. I said, you know, the NFC North is up in the air. The Lions, all right, I need to see two years in a row of that. Their defense sure. still stinks. The Vikings' defense stinks, and... They're losing offensive pieces. They lost Thielen. They're going to lose Dalvin Cook, it seems. What do you think? Uh, the I mean, since they've been so cheap and hamstrung by a salary cap, is there any threat that like a, a Justin Jefferson doesn't stay there because of the fact well, that they got no money? This is what we're talking about. You're not giving Dalvin Cook a penny. Not a penny. He's not getting another dollar from the Vikings. And they're going to have to alleviate whatever they can to sign Justin Jefferson. There's also talks that there could be a draft day trade with Kirk Cousins. Or a draft day trade to potentially I said get that. his replacement. Yeah. But now it's like, I don't buy that for a split second because Kirk Cousins' contract and the Vikings are almost in win-now mode, even still, even though they're not really When you look at the division, mode. you have to be. You have you to have be. To look at the, you have to be because you were uh, a damn near by, you know, you, you were the damn near the one seed last year. Almost, And yeah. things fell off, obviously. They had a lot of those wins where it's like they didn't belong. Like they were no. fool's gold. They, I the remember biggest the comeback Giants, in NFL history. The Giants and the Vikings all year. The Vikings, they, it's a testament to win a lot of the close games. But when you look at things as a whole and you start to look at the metrics, the Vikings didn't stack up against a lot of the postseason no, teams last not. year. Getting a little bit worse, not to talk about the Vikings. This is really just a Dalvin Cook scenario. 
Um, I still think, even though with the addition of Damian Harris and them having James Cook, I still think he ends up in Buffalo if he has his choice. If no team trades for him, that's probably going to be where he heads. And I know it doesn't make sense. It's just crazy to even think about a world that we live in that Dalvin Cook is on the market. You know what I mean? Like, just, just, oh, by the way, I don't I have a see, team. I could see Dalvin Cook going to either the Bills. I mean, you I read could, an article before. They I got could the see Cowboys him going in to there. the Cowboys. I could see him going to the Eagles. I could see him going to, oh. you know, <laughs> even on. even a team like maybe the Saints or something like that. I know Kamara's there still, but the, with that That's kind looming. Of thing, you that, just don't that know. suspension's looming. Um. Curious to see how the Dalvin Cook situation plays out. And more so, I'm interested in the Austin Eckler thing because I think at this point in their careers, I think Eckler holds a little bit more value because he could do a little bit more. Oh, yeah. He's a Swiss Army knife, dude. And he's a touchdown machine. So he's not really the short yardage back until you get to the goal line and then Mm -hmm. he finds his way. Mm -hmm. Um, Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon, I think. Potentially on the block, too? Or at least on the outs? Yeah, another potential cut candidate. If you look at the rosters, you look at the salary cap situations, and then you look. The running back. And it's like, oh, year three, year four running back. About to try and get paid. Out. You're gone, bro. Bye. You're gone, bro. That's Even insane. if you're on your second deal and you're on the second year of your second deal, they probably tailored that deal to get rid of so you at this point. We're at the point now. Like, let's be realistic. Like, a B. John Robinson, who is about to be drafted in the first round of the NFL draft this year, he's got to know, and whoever his agent is, they got to know, hey, listen, whoever drafts you, enjoy three years because it's over after that. Because well, what what, yeah. what what running back is actually sticking around? Like guys like Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, season dudes. Zeke was a a cut, straight up cut. And I'm like, wait Put a minute. This way, Zeke Zeke is not on the does not belong on that. No, list but I'm Zeke saying like star power. Year. I'm saying Zeke, star Zeke, power, name power. We're talking about like guys that it, it almost like Zeke was the cautionary tale. It's like that happened, and everyone was like, never again because of the Zeke deal. And then you're seeing well, no, you're seeing with Saquon but, now but, but, buyers but, but remorse seeing, there possibly. We're seeing. We're seeing Saquon didn't even get the tag. Got, wouldn't sign his Won't tag. sign but, it. But they're not paying him Zeke money, and it's five years later, four years later. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you would expect, like, every other market, every other position, the market goes where? Up. Straight to the moon. What about the running backs? That's in the gutter it's right now. It's going down. Like, guys can't get what Zeke got four years ago, and everyone else is getting paid You for know it. what the problem is? And this is not a problem. It's a testament to the depth of all teams. Like, guys like their third running back are getting some burn, like, literally carries, and they're showing, like, hey— I could do what he's oh, doing. Oh, it's like run hard and hit the hole. Right. There's obviously <laughs> things that guys bring to the table that are better, right? When it sure. comes to breakaway speed or just vision or instincts, there is that element. And it, and the guys that stand out, it, it shows. But none of those guys are carrying their teams to the Super Bowl. It's all at all. It, like, I don't care how good or how your vision is. Look, Barry Sanders, arguably the greatest back of all time. How many one playoff win? I don't know if he has one. They beat the Cowboys. They did beat the that, Cowboys. That's a fact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they did. I was trying to ignore that, but whatever. Um, but yeah, that's the point. It's like star running backs don't carry you to the promised land. They carry you to the not end zone anymore. No, they don't. They absolutely do not. Like name one running back that was like put the team on my back. You could say Emmitt Smith. It. Get off of my lawn with that one. <laughs> they had a great team. The Get offensive line was stacked. The defense was first stacked. First of all, they only had one Hall of Fame offensive lineman. I don't care. The first two years, the offensive line was not what they missing. were year and three or four. And then what did four. he do? He set the rushing record. The the, the first two years? No, no, no. I'm just so saying. That's like, my point. As soon as they got... Now, forget about... I don't care. Okay, so you had one Hall... How many Hall of Famers are you supposed to have on the offensive line? <laughs> I don't know, one, but everybody's starting to talk about it like, oh, it's offensive line, one, dude. One offensive line. One, how many one Pro Bowls? How many Pro Bowls? 
the Pro how many Bowls don't count? count. How many all pro? Like, I don't know. You have to make the, make the Hall of Fame as a lineman. How many touchdowns are you going to score to make? You know what I mean? Like it's not <laughs> no, exactly the easiest a fat thing. guy score. It's still arguably the greatest offensive line unit, which is more important than having a one good or a two good offensive lineman. That was a dominant offensive line. The great line wall of unit. Dallas is what we like to call it. And let's just be Part real two. about it. Emmett Smith didn't carry them to the Super Bowl. He was a very integral part. Also, a very different time in the NFL. And um, so you're saying no running backs ever actually put the team on their back. I mean, though. I can't speak to more anything prior to um, you know look at look at the MVP season. Sean Alexander, I think Eddie George may have an MVP. I think um, Adrian Peterson has an MVP. Did Sean Sanders. Alexander get to the Super Bowl? Did he win it? No. Steelers beat him. And, and you could make the case that... that Jerome was, Bettis! But, Talk about a team that, that puts a team on a back. a very good team. It wasn't yeah. like Sean Alexander carried him. Look at the offensive line on that team. You need, going you back, need folks. more. You need more. You need more than just... All you younger back. folks, do some research. It's a lot um, of fun back I can then. blame Shanahan... Ruined That it. started this thing. Yeah, the eldest Shanahan. Eight, time, eight running backs behind Clinton Portis. No, and it was the, Terrell Davis... And then after First. Terrell Davis, it was just like, okay, zone blocking scheme, Olandis Gary, Mike Anderson. They just put different running back after no different Sean running Moreno. back in there, <laughs> and they all succeeded. And it just kind of... Um, so basically what he's trying to say is running backs are a dead position. They don't exist, and they shouldn't be paid. That'll be it. That'll do the show for today, as a matter of fact. Because, look, he's not wrong. I mean, it's it's the way... Everybody... You watch the mojo market, you watch the actual the other stock market, you watch any other market, trends, trends, right? Ups and downs. Right now, the running backs are plummeting. And that's why if you look at the mojo market app itself, a lot of the guys, even the mojo guy, the guys who do the numbers behind the scenes, like those guys are noticing this too. Because how many times did we look at Miles Sanders last year? Like, how is this happening? Why is he not? Shot up? Because nobody likes the running backs. It's just a weird situation just, to yeah. be in. I don't know, man. It's tough. But you can follow along with all this stuff by following us on social media. That's TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, at Mojo, M-O-J-O. And, of course, join the Discord. It is the daily conversation happening about everything Mojo. And, of course, if you've watched us here, if you're a new viewer, welcome back or welcome to the show. And, of course, we're here Monday through Friday uh, to talk all NBA and, obviously, the NFL as the draft comes closer. So we're going to get more into the draft as the week goes on. Obviously, the NBA playoffs are now full steam ahead. We'll see if... You know, teams like the 76ers can go up 2-0. Can the Nets spoil one in Philly? I highly doubt it. But check back on the Mojo app if you have it on both Google Play and, of course, the Apple Store. Download them now. For Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. See you back here tomorrow.